Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. to talk about a topic that I think a lot of parents get really nervous about and they actually try to parent their children in a manner so that they can prevent this later in their children's lives and that's the topic of a child rebelling. And I want to talk about just what rebelling might look like or it, so that we can get on the same page of what that looks like because I think there's some ideas that parents may have to think, oh, my child's rebelling when they're really just trying to find themselves and trying to understand their own belief systems and their own spirituality and their own way through life. And it may look different than yours. And so when we want our children to live a life that supports how we live our lives and they choose a different path to explore other life lessons and life experiences, we often can feel that they're rebelling when maybe they're just needing that to find themselves, to learn the lessons they've come to learn. And then I believe there's children that actually do rebel because they feel so stifled and so misunderstood that it's their way of kind of sending up um, red flares in a manner of saying, please listen to me, please hear me, please understand me. And they are asking, it's their way of trying to get the message through. They're trying to be heard. They're trying to be seen for who they are. And in my work, in my energy profiling work, you know that I teach the four types. And in the world of children, we're born, I believe, with these natures that they become, are meant to develop into our personalities. And we're meant to live true to our nature with our personality supporting us. But because as parents we haven't had this this information in which to guide us in parenting a child true to their nature, we can be parenting them contrary to their nature. And in that, a side effect can be that they'll start to rebel. And I don't believe young children have the capacity to consciously rebel And I really don't even believe that children, as they grow older, really even have a desire to rebel. So rebellion isn't their motive. It's their mechanism to try and get a message across. So I believe it's a byproduct or a side effect of not feeling understood and therefore not feeling fully loved. 
And then a parent isn't necessarily attempting or they're not consciously trying to shut their child down or repress them, but it's just the it's how things play out when we don't have the awareness we need to create a different outcome. And so it becomes a lot of accidental choices and a lot of we get parent and child as they get into their teen years get thrown into a cycle of a pattern of survival and struggle and conflict because everyone's just now surviving a lot of lies and illusions that are playing out and a lot of misunderstandings and a lack of real clear and honest communication and a lack of awareness to shift it, a lack of consciousness with new information and new insights with new resources and approaches to parenting and even being the child of being willing to be supported and trusting their parents again. And so rebellion to me is is a side effect of a lot of years of things going wrong without you knowing why they're going wrong. And I'm grateful to be coming out with a book that's going to help parents avoid a rebellious child and is going to help you from the very early phases start to parent your children from their true nature and support them in that. And if a child is, when you're feeling they're rebelling, be able for you to understand them and make amends and and approach things differently. Because I, I know there's no, there's not, it's never too late. I hear a lot of parents say, I wish I'd had this information when my child, children were small, as if it is too late and it is never too late. There's always an opportunity. And, you know, even my father, who's 85, he recently has made more of an attempt and, and reached out to me. He's not someone that's extended himself very much to me in my life. I've always been the one to initiate the communication or the relationship, and he's admitted he's not. it's not been easy for him to be a parent. He was parented very poorly, very contrary to his nature, and and had a lot of emotional wounding throughout his life, and that prevented him from being able to be the father he could have been. And recently he's made an effort to extend himself to me where he's just called me to want to know how I'm doing. And, you know, he's 85, I'm 54. Is it too late? Not at all. I've appreciated that. I've noticed that his he's made an effort to really support me. And I've made a conscious effort to respond and to appreciate his effort because he's still my father. And he's getting older and he doesn't have a lot of years left to to experience a relationship with me. And maybe that's that's on his mind more. Maybe he's feeling that and he's responding then. And I appreciate that because I'm still his child. And so there's not a... There's never a too late, and there's always an opportunity to make amends with a child, to do what you could have done early in their life, to do it now. So if you have a child that's rebelling, there's two ways to consider. Are they really just trying to explore themselves? Are they, especially in 
I believe every type needs to know themselves based on their own terms and understandings of themselves. But I will say that especially type 3s and type 4s have much stronger wills. So where a type 1 will accommodate a parent and adapt, and a type 2 will just go along and not be as um, likely to rebel in the classic form of rebellion, a type 3 and a type 4 will. A type 3 will get angry that they're not able to test life out on their own. Kind of, They want to see the cause and effect of how life works. And if they've been given a chance to play with that, to explore that, to experience their more dynamic, substantial energy in safe, appropriate ways and be guided in living that bigger energy throughout their earlier years, there's less likely they'll rebel. But now that they're older, if they're in their pre-teens or their teen years or early adult years, they may have felt that need to push out on their own to go bigger than maybe they needed to go. But because they've not been given that space, they may have felt this need to to rebel so they can create the space. I don't think they want to do things that cause heartache and that they may be doing things to test their waters because they need to know for themselves. They're very hands-on with this world. In type fours, they need to know the rules they want to live by, the belief systems they feel they value the spirituality that they want to sustain. They need to have their own rules of living. And if they feel that they've been forced to live by someone else's rules, that they've not been able to to experience on their own and, and decide these are the rules that support my authentic self, they'll go to the other side of that to make rules that are rules that look like they're breaking the rules. But they're their own rules. They're rules that they they want to live they want to live true to themselves more than anything so that they'll they'll decide they're gonna live by rules that look like no rules. And the rule is no one's gonna tell me what to do. That's their main rule. And I I know children, the children of our time are more open energetically. They're more accepting. They have less judgment and less conditions to accept others. And kids will distance themselves from their families. It's Children are more likely, there's, if they're not being loved and honored for their truth and their true nature... There's like there's two choices they have to repress themselves and to lose themselves and try and be someone they're not to accommodate their parents and their families or to distance themselves and find a group of individuals that will accept them for who they are. And because children have a much open a much more open energetics, they don't have the conditioning and the beliefs they're more likely to distance themselves, to find a group, a group of individuals that will accept them, that will become their 
pseudo-family, their substitute family, just because every one of us wants to be accepted in this world and loved. It's a human it's a human thing that we have. Our true our souls, our divine nature, the true selves of who we are, knows that we're loved no matter what, that all the love is there, but in our human experience we came to experience being loved by others, to be accepted by others, not to the degree that we give up ourselves to be loved. That's the old way. The new way is, I want to be loved for me. I want to be loved for who I am. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to repress myself to be loved. I'll go find people that will love me. And so children are more likely to distance themselves. And you don't want that to happen when And that's one of the goals that I have in sharing this information is to teach parents of younger children how to raise their children so that they have deep, deep, long-lasting bonds of friendship so their children don't feel a need to distance themselves. If you're in the phase where that may be developing or it's already happening, there's a way to turn it around. There's a way to shift it. That does require you learning about your parenting style and what's not working and not just blaming your child that there's something wrong with them and trying to fix them. I recently talked to a parent and she wondered about this child's type and I said I couldn't really tell her unless I saw a picture or had an interaction and then I did offer consulting services now to support that that I could help them she said to me well maybe I'll just put him in therapy so he can get straightened out and I said to her how old is he and she said nine years old I said honestly that's not going to help because you're projecting onto your child that there's something wrong with him and he needs the therapist to fix him. And most likely it's your parenting approach that's not reaching him, that's not supporting him. And now he's he's reacting to it, he's responding to it in a way that it looks like he needs therapy when he just needs you to to learn some things and to change your approach and to learn more about who he is. And she didn't take that in fully. She just said, well, we'll see. And some reason she thought that going to therapy would be the easy route. But there's no nine-year-old out there that needs to be fixed. There's no nine-year-old out there that's doing something out of consciousness trying to rebel. That's a child that, that is not understood. It's a child that's hurting, that's crying out, saying, please understand me, but I don't know how to say that because I don't even know myself who I am. A child doesn't even understand themselves to be able to speak that. They are asking the parent to learn to become more aware so that they can guide that child into knowing themselves and understanding themselves. You know, and I feel I have an agreement with the 
the children of this world, the, the beings coming in to to do this next body of work to, to go forward and to to really stay true to it and really get it out there to help reach a lot of parents. And I'm grateful for this show that has allowed me the medium to start doing this work. Because my goal is not to make parents wrong. There's nobody wrong here. There's just a system that isn't working anymore, and a lot of patterns that are that are hurting us, and a lot a lack of consciousness that's no longer serving us. That we need Albert Einstein, you know, the, this beautiful man who's a type two who was willing to ask a lot of questions and put a lot of thought into why don't things work the way they're working. One of his most, and I don't have this word for word, but the gist of what he said is we can't we can't solve the problem at the same level of consciousness we created it. It's that level of consciousness that created the problem to imbue in us and to, to push to move us forward to want to raise our consciousness to higher levels of awareness and understanding so that we can be more loving. And so I I ask you to look at your children and say, you know, are they just trying to find them? There may be some of both going on. Are they trying to find themselves? Are they trying to explore who they are? they would love your support in that even though it's scary and it goes against what you think they need to be doing. I have a child like that. I've had that experience. I have a son who who chose a different path and I I felt at the time was right. He showed me how much condition I had to my love. He showed me how much judgment I carried, that if he didn't live the same kind of life I lived, that I couldn't be close to him or love him. And I had to let go of all that. I had to open my heart. And I had to learn to love him and to open to love without requiring him to live a certain way. And he taught me that, and I'll be forever grateful for him. That didn't mean I needed to change my values or what I esteemed to be important to me. I stayed true to it. But it wasn't my right to put it on him. It wasn't my right to say, this is how you're supposed to live your life, and these are the values and beliefs you're supposed to have because they weren't his. And parents of children that are gay have to learn that. They have to learn. And that's a really touchy subject because there's so many levels of understanding and of acceptance of that. But I, I believe if I were to talk to a parent who has a gay, gay child that loves that child, had to face whatever they faced in their own beliefs and their own judgments, that all that that child was asking that they love them. And maybe they don't 
agree with their lifestyle or maybe they have different beliefs or values around that, but they still had to work that out to love their child and accept their child. And I admire those parents and I recognize what they've gone through. And I recognize what their children have gone through because when all said and done, what really wants to be there is just love. I love, I really love the show Modern Family. I think it's written very beautifully. I feel it's a, a parody of the modern family. And what it says to me is we've put a lot of constructs and beliefs around that keeps love from flowing. We We prevent ourselves from loving each other because we think the stories have to look a certain way. And when the stories get changed and new stories get created, it doesn't look like what we thought it would look like. We have to we have to notice, does the love still flow or has it stopped? And it's that love that pushes those walls down and takes away those fears and those judgments because when when you get past all that and you get past all the stuff that you've you've built up to be what you think you have to have the love comes through and you just love your children cuz they're your children and i you let the love win And you let the love take over. And you let the love work all those details out that have been getting in the way. And I hope you'll let that love flood your life. And let yourself love your children, no matter what they're choosing or what they're doing. And you'll aspire to really understand them. is obviously a very emotional topic for me because I've lived through it. There's my cell phone. I think I'll turn that off. And so I appreciate you. I appreciate that you're willing to face the things that are preventing the love, that are getting in way in the lo- way of the love, and you'll let love win, and you'll let your child come home, and you'll love them no matter what. If they're rebelling right now, if they're going through a difficult time, please love them. That's a very delicate balance to love a child and stay true to what's right and true for you and not have that condition for you to love them, to be placed on them. And I'd love to hear from some of you that have been through this and what you've learned and what the blessings and rewards are from your perspective and how things are better because and how you're a better person because of what you've come through as a parent. I know I'm a better person because of what I've learned from my son. He's opened my heart. 
and he's helped me love everyone more fully because of the path he chose and the choices he's made and how that was a great lesson for me. And I've shared this with him. He knows this is how I feel and he'll say the same to me. We've been each other some we've been each other's greatest teachers in this lifetime. We really showed each showed up for each other in a big way to really love each other and show ourselves where we had where we weren't. So let's um let's look at ourselves in this as parents and really strive to help our children so they don't have to rebel because I don't believe children are designed. I don't think there's, we tend to put that on a child and say, well, they're just a rebellious child. I really don't believe that that's the case. I think everyone's born good. I think everyone is born with a, um, desire to do well in this world and then things get messed up <laughs> and then yeah there's things that we create throughout our lives that we'd have to be accountable for definitely so let's go to some questions thank you for letting me get a little, get very emotional appreciate your patience um, go ahead and call in if you have a question at Three four seven six seven seven one nine six three, and if you have a story that you can share, I'd love to hear from you as well. And you have to press the number one on your phone pad twice once you're um, on the air, on the line when the line goes live. Let me. I've had some questions come in this week. Let's see. We've got any, and I am gonna close the show to any live calls by 10 of by um, 10 minutes to the hour so I can sufficiently wrap the show up. So if you do have a live question, now it's the time to call 347-677-1963. This question came in. I need your, Carol, I need your help. I'm a type 4 with a secondary 1. And my son is H4, type 3. He's starting to be a bully, active, reactive. He will bump into kids and they will fall, for example. I don't know how to stop it or treat him when he does it. Do you have any ideas to help me? Love you and your program. Well, my sense is um, he's probably feeling a little bit contained and he needs outlets for his physical energy. So if he's creating those as outlets, then he's showing you, Mom, I don't have enough opportunity. I'm not getting enough outlets for my bump and grind energy, for my physicality. Is there a, um, a gym you can take him to, a play gym? Is he getting out to the playground enough? Is he... With kids, he can, is he being wrestled with, you know, even you can wrestle him 
I don't know if there's a father involved here, but are you getting enough hands-on interactive contact with him and physical expression? He's four years old and he's really feeling the energy of that in his, is he getting outside enough? Is he running and pushing and climbing and, you know, on a swing even, twirling him around? Uh, kid, type 3 kids need that physical expression, that physical outlet. So how much is, if he's not, he's obviously not getting enough. And don't call it being a bully That, again, is putting a label on a child. That's putting a label from your perception. It looks like he's doing that. He's four years old. He can't be a bully. He's too, he has no, even if he were older and if he was acting like a bully, he's still a type three that feels confined and he's feeling constrained. He's not getting the outlets. So I really invite you to not see him as a bully to see them as a type three that has a lot of physical, needs to express a lot of energy through his physicality. And that's, he's wanting to get a reaction out of people. He wants to be engaged with somebody in a way that honors his true nature as a four-year-old. So let's drop the negative label on that one. And we'll just see him as a lovely type 3 little boy that's got a little lot of physical energy to express. Oh, thanks for that question. This came in from, um, she says, I'm a type 3 with a strong secondary type 2. My youngest daughter is also a type 3. She is 11 months old and screams when she wants my attention. This piercing screaming that she does is making me crazy. I don't know if this is just a stage she's going through, but it's been going on for months. Is it because we are both type 3s that are pushing each other? Is it a learned behavior, or is it just my thoughts, reactions causing more of the same? I don't know what to do to change things. I could really use some help, please. Um... I think there's a couple things going on here. Are you shushing her when she does this? Are you trying to quiet her? Shh, shh. Do you get all nervous and upset? She's feeling all that, and she's going to then probably go bigger. Not intentionally. Again, we're talking about an 11-month-old. It's a, it's just a natural reaction of a type 3. How are you handling the situation Are you noticing what does she really need? Are you trying to deal with the piercing scream? Are you allowing that to be a signal to say, what does she need right now? She's trying to communicate to me, and I'm putting all my attention on the noise she's making, that she's not even getting her need met because you're putting all of your focus on the scream and not why she's screaming. And I think it's pushing your buttons because most likely as a type 3 female, you're probably playing out living in your secondary, trying to accommodate not being too much for people. And so you are getting triggered by this. She's too much. It's too intense. It's too intense. That's not appropriate. And you're trying to... um, So that's triggering your that you were willing to accommodate that you got to free yourself up and release yourself from that that rule and that um, 
that you've placed on yourself that I have to, I can't, I have to watch myself so I'm not so intense. And that's triggering you. And so showing you, you have an opportunity to release yourself from that, change that belief. Who I am is perfect. Who I am is balanced. Who I am is a gift to this world. I love my intense, swift, dynamic energy. Because intensity doesn't have to look like a bad thing. It's a movement. Intensity is a is a push. It's a it's a it's a passion really. It's passionate energy. So check out what that's triggering in you and release yourself from that belief you've placed on yourself and how you're accommodating other people with it. Let's see, she had a second question too. Let me see if I can I have time for that one as well. Her second question is, well, actually, it's a little too detailed and personal. It's too much to read, so I'm going to go with the first question that she sent in. Thanks for sending in that question. You can send in your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. And for those of you in the area, I am going to be doing another. We hosted a parenting event, a, um, how to profile babies, children's, and teens event. It was really, it was very successful. We had about 150 people show up. It was like, wow, we're excited that this information is really, um, the anticipation is strong and people are eager to learn it and want to get my book that's coming out in October called The Child Whisperer. And we have a sub, new subtitle. It's called The Ultimate Handbook for Raising Happy, Successful, Cooperative Children. I believe it will be the ultimate handbook. It's um, close to, it's turning out, I don't know, once we get it formatted and everything, it's it's right around 400 pages. So it truly will be a handbook that you reference many, many times in your child-rearing experience. I even had a um, one of our readers that recently read it uh, put in a request that we put a spiral binding on it. Um, that's not in probably, we, we're going we're gonna to do the classic uh, paperback book, um, but you can easily take those to a printer and, get a spiral binding on them. So I believe parents will use this as a go-to handbook for a lot of times to reference this because it's a whole new way of parenting, and I'm excited about that. But I'm having another parenting. I'm going to film more videos, but I'm going to do it differently this time. If you're in the area, which is um, our studio, our offices and event and studio space is in Lehigh, Utah, on July 27th between 12... um, to 4.30 that afternoon, I'm going to be scheduling parents to come in in about 20-minute blocks, and I'm going to um, have you, uh, you're going to have to be willing to go on camera with me so we can film a segment with you and your child or children, if it's a group of you. And you can, um, I haven't even told my support that I'm going to be doing this. I will let them know. She's probably listening right now. Christine, if you're listening, um, I'm going to invite parents to email parenting at liveyourtruth.com to request to be uh, filmed that day, and I need to know how many children you have, how many you'd be bringing, their ages, and what type you think they are. So those three things. Well, I'm going to say four things. Between 12 and 4.30, the time you're available, how many children you'd like to bring with you, their ages, and what type you think they are. Their ages and gender. I've added five things, 
So I'll go over that one more time. July 27th, between noon and 4.30, we're filming. Email parenting at live your truth if you'd like to come in and be filmed for a segment. You will get a lot of help from me because I'm gonna we're gonna profile your kids that day. So we're gonna t- capture on film um, a conversation between you and me on how we come to that um, how we come to that uh, assessment. So you need to know the time you're available, how many children you want to bring, their ages, their gender, and what type you think they are. So go ahead and um, submit that, and we'll let you know if we we can use you. All righty. Uh, I have a question from a live caller. This is area code 347. You're live on the show. Hi. Hi, Carol. This is Rachel from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Rachel. Um, I was just in Manhattan. I got to get to Brooklyn oh. someday. I, <laughs> yeah. It's a, Brooklyn's like the new New York, the new Manhattan. Yeah. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a type two. I'm actually not a parent yet, but I listen to your parenting shows every week and I really enjoy it. Thank and you. I just, I just wanted to thank you for all your materials. In the past, before I dress my truth now, I've been dressing my truth for since like January Uh and um, this was like the first year that I have been the healthiest I've ever been I haven't gotten sick and in the past every single vacation I've been sick and um, this has really helped me also with my relationships with my family especially type fours and so I just wanted to thank you for that you're welcome thank you I appreciate that um I love that you listen to the show even though you don't have children because I do feel that this is very healing for adults. Have you found that to be the case? Yes, definitely. Yes, You're like, sure. oh, that's what I needed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of get your need met just because it got validated, you know. Yeah, like, and also oh. as, a type, as a type two, worrying always about the future, knowing that I have this information now really also comes to me. <laughs> Yeah, so you'll probably be buying the parenting book. <laughs> I probably will. I have every single one of your books. <laughs> well, it's interesting because we're going to put on the back cover um, a little blip about, you know, that this we really feel this will reach a broad market because we're finding that the parents that are reading it are getting validated, you know, in the process of learning about yeah. their children. And my even my daughter, Anne, you know, Anne, yeah, she's our you know what's really interesting? What actually got me into dressing your truth was watching the video of Anne because I have exactly the same configuration, like a two, three, whatever else it is. Uh-huh. As soon as I watch it, I've never seen someone with a style and just like the vibes and the confidence that I was drawn to. Like I Aww. never, I never, you know, wore black. I never did the type four thing, but I never found that look till I watched that video. She actually was the one who. Oh, I'm gonna let her know. <laughs> She's yeah. always really honored by that. It means a lot yeah. to her because she's, um, you know, she faces a lot of that personal inner struggle being a type 2 that she continues to. She shared with me, and this will be interesting for type 2s to hear, and I told her, we need to do a blog on this because she said, Mom, I have a lot of self-confidence. What I've learned is I need to strengthen my self-assurance, mm-hmm. trusting myself. And I said, yeah. wow, that is so insightful because she does yeah. have a tremendous yeah. amount of self-confidence about who she mm-hmm. is. 
And that inner conversation, being a type two, with that tendency for questioning, she recognized that her self-assurance wasn't as strong as she wanted it to be. And she said, that's what I'm working on now, my self-assurance. And I was like, that's so great. What a, uh, just a great awareness about herself and that Mm -hmm. she didn't think that if, she still could be confident, but then work on that inner inner workings of herself, her self-relationship, I guess you could call it. Yeah. So I'll let her know that you're, you made, that she made a real difference to have you move into yes, this role. Yes, definitely did. I appreciate that. She's a, a fabulous daughter. I really, really love her. So, well, thank you. Thanks for calling in and sharing that. That means a thank lot you. to me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Appreciate that. Please call in with your successes and and give yourself a lot of credit. You're doing great. There's always a neat show and opportunity to look at yourself and say, yeah, that's something I could change. I could, that's something that could, I have to notice that. I can work on that. Don't beat yourself up too much. You know, guilt is a, guilt is something that can, propel us forward to make our lives better and yet don't hang on to it for long. Let it do the job it's designed to do and then forgive yourself and account for yourself and make the choices that will make your parenting that much better. And it's a process. You're in the process. This is a whole new way of parenting. And quite honestly, when you really apply yourself to it, you have to learn how to parent. If you have more than one type, you've got to you've got to parent each of these children a little differently. That requires a lot of you, and I admire you for that commitment. Good for you to want to love each child in the way they need to be loved and supported because they each deserve that. What a great thing. Yeah, and some days you'll just get overwhelmed and tired and say, that's it. I'm going to use some fear-based motivation. Do what I say because I'm just tired. <laughs> and, you know, they might respond. I don't know. Kids are less responsive to that nowadays. All right, let's see if I can get back to some other questions. And you're still welcome to call in. Got a few more minutes for live callers. This one, um, she has a... This mom says, I think I'm a type 1 with a secondary 4 or maybe 2, but possibly maybe a 4-1. I've been able to profile my husband, who's a type 3, my son's a type 2 and a 4, and daughter, type 1, 4 toddler, pretty easily. My question is about my toddler's energy type versus mine. Can I still be a type 1 if her type 1 energy sometimes wears me out so that I need a break? She's animated and busy and likes to laugh, even when getting in trouble. Good for her. I have to add that. Good for her. That when she's getting in trouble, she's not moving into fear. I have to admire that. Oh, I know. As a parent, that's probably frustrating because that's when you've reached the end of your rope and that's when you're trying to use what I'd call fear-based motivators to try and get your child to respond. And then when they're still not responding, I know. So... I know frustration for the parent, but thank goodness that child's not getting choosing to get shamed. And goes on, the question goes on, I love to play with her 
and be silly, but she's like the Energizer Bunny and goes until she drops. I don't think she's a type 3, but maybe I mistook her type. Or maybe I'm wrong about mine. I do think I have a lot of type 4 perfecting, but some of that comes from childhood. I was considered a mature child, but as an only child spending lots of time around adults, it was probably expected. My facial features are probably more type 1, having a bit of a hard time profiling myself now because I have felt old, fat, and frumpy. But I'm moving out of that, and this is the best me I can be. Looking at old photos, I see type 1 and maybe some 4. I hope this makes sense and wasn't too long. And so the gist of her question is, can I still be a type 1 if my type 1 toddler wears me out with her energy? Yes, she can for several reasons. Any energized child can wear any parent out. So that's just, I talked about that in my last show, that in the very last part of the show, the last the, the show that was recorded two weeks ago, the show prior to this one, I mentioned that you can get tired and worn out by your child's energy, and that's okay, and you need breaks. And that's not a sign of a bad parent. That's a sign of a healthy parent taking care of themselves so they can really be present and available for their child. Now, she could be if you were repressed and your type 1 energy wasn't allowed to be as expressive and you're still monitoring, checking it, it can stir you up and it can be exhausting because you're still trying to keep yours in check. And hers is free form. That can just be tiring emotionally because you're not used to having it run so freely and you don't let your energy run so freely. You keep it checked. So yes, that can be a big factor right there. That's emotionally wearing. Because in a way, it's like, wow, she's so free and I can't be. And it's tiresome to feel that energy so freely because you're not letting yourself. Now, if you are a type 4, yeah, definitely. That's just an energy you can only sustain so much of without it becoming something you start to judge as a problem. So when you're judging it as a problem and it's too much and it feels overwhelming, you need to take that break. And I'm going to let you listen to last week's show to get more ahas about taking those breaks and why it's okay and you don't need to enjoy your children's energy 24-7. It's just unlikely that you're going to. That's not... I wouldn't say that should be normal for you to be that. Um, everybody needs a little bit of their own space to certain degrees. So I'm still open for any live callers, 347-677-1963. And if we don't have any more live callers, I have one more question that was emailed to me. You can email me at parenting at Um, she said this is actually a nice story to read she says dear Carol I spoke with you on the phone regarding the challenges I face as a type 2 mom with my wonderfully strong willed type 4 10 year old daughter I took some time, it took some time to digest your much appreciated rapid fire advice my parenting role model was my own authoritative type 4 single mother Initially, my parenting style mimicked hers, yielding frustration and gridlock with my type 4 daughter. In the past, we, 
her and her daughter have gotten into battles over everything from appropriate wardrobe choices. No, this is the mom and the daughter. From appropriate wardrobe choices to the way in which she manages her time. The more she resisted, the harder I pushed back, not being true to my own nature. At age four, she should, she shouted at me in exasperation, why are you always trying to rule me? Now, this is a beloved running joke in our family. Can you get any more type four than that? After reading It's Just My Nature, I began to approach her differently. After locking horns with her for years, I realized that she was feeling resentful and controlled, or ruled, as she put it. I have tried to back off and give her more space. I've tried to be less and less of a micromanager with her, recognizing that it is in my nature to fixate on the details. You helped me realize that I may have overcorrected a bit and stepped back too much. I am still, however, struggling with picking my battles with this child. It is difficult for me to watch her make her own mistakes when I know I could step in and help. She particularly struggles with managing her time, and my barking at her, hurry up, come on, come on, does not harmonize with her type for nature. I was happy to be reminded by you today that I need to give her more structure, clear instructions, and a time frame for which tasks need to be completed. If she knows the expectations and consequences in advance, there's nothing to argue about if she doesn't follow through. She and I have a wonderful rapport and can talk late into the evening. She is really good at putting off bedtime like that, but even after embracing our truths, I am still challenged the most by this particular daughter. Thanks for reminding me that she is my daughter for a reason and that we both have so much to teach each other. Can't wait for your parenting book. I want to thank that mom for writing, taking time to write that story and sharing that with me and all of us. That's a beautiful story. And she's being honest that there's still challenges, but there's changes and things are better. And they're both learning. And what a great mom. What a what a great role model for her daughter to, to really aspire and see the strengths of her mom's type 2 nature. I really admire that. Thank you for taking the time to share that. Let's take my last caller. We've got um, 501. You're live on the show. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Um, my name is Colleen. I'm gonna try Hi, my Colleen. Um, I really just resonated with what you were uh, saying, even though I was on the phone, I was listening through the phone, um, uh, what you just read, what that mother wrote to you, and that really resonated with me. Um, oh, thank you. I, I have a question um, concerning my type 4, almost uh, 10-year-old son. I'm a type 2 mom, and um, we have, after learning the types and everything, I'm really trying to give him his own space and, and recognize that, you know, he needs to, he has that need to be his own authority more than um, other, my other children and in, in a different way, you know, it manifests itself in a different way, in a sort of a stronger sense um, than my other children. And sometimes I wonder if I am being too, well, I just don't know kind of where to draw the line. The other day you were, uh, and on, on a different uh, recording I was listening to, you were talking about um, somebody had written in saying they want to pull the reins, and you were saying, get rid of the reins, you know, there are no reins. <laughs> and um, I really appreciate that. That was 
that was just like really good insight <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, just you know, just like the whole paradigm just needs to change, you know. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that it's a partnership you're constantly working on, you know. Right, right, and like I want, I really want to let him be be free in his energy and his movement and his amazing personality. Um, but I struggle with how much I should let him be still and then how much I should, I mean, obviously, you know, we're moms, we need to, you know, have whatever, chores and, and schoolwork and, you know, all these yeah, yeah. things that have to, you know, come into play. I, I struggle with figuring out how much I should say, you know, you need to do this, this is this. Or you know, what I'm going to encourage you to do is shift gears from trying to figure it out in your mind because you'll get lost in that and you'll quit doubt yourself and you'll you'll go back and forth on it. When I talk about in my new book, Becoming a Child Whisperer, that's an intuitive approach to parenting. That's a feeling which you're really connected to. That's a knowing, a sense of, okay, I'm going to really start to feel my way through this rather than kind of think my way through it, then I'm going to intuit my way through it. I'm going to I'm going to know. And as you trust that and go, I am my own, I am a child whisperer to my child. I read their clues. I read their energy. I'm tuning in. I'm knowing and being guided by that knowing. And it's an unspoken awareness that's developing in you that you're already getting intuitive hits on. It's just really starting to trust and let that become the primary guidance system. Then your logic gets involved to then make choices and um, figure things out based on what you intuitively know is correct. And my sense for him is you're helping him grow up into his energy. It's bigger than him right now. And he can't manage it by himself to the degree he might think he can. He can't. He's too young. And your intuitive knowing of knowing when that, how you're supporting him and kind of growing into it, Mm -hmm. that he can really be a great manager of all this bold, very, you know, present energy, you're being shown that. And he might not always agree with you and that's okay because he's still young so it's okay that you're going to you know you're going to be the one that just says well I I know this is what's best for you because ultimately you do know Mm -hmm. don't think he knows what that he knows at this point what's best for him I don't think a child that age knows what's best they do know innately I want to be you know to honor me I know when I'm being honored, I know when I'm not, okay? They know that. They don't know how to say it, but they instinctively know. Because how do you know? Because when you're getting what I say, the ultimate handbook for raising a um, happy, successful, cooperative child, they're going to show you by being happy, successful, and cooperative, they're being honored. That's the measurement. It's like, my child is happy. They're successful based on what fits their success, what's success for them, not your, you know, and I've talked about that on other shows. Right. Is your, what you measure success really appropriate for your child? And so successful based on their nature and then cooperative. Cooperative is like really big. They're cooperative. Now, he may not 
you know, there's times you're going to have to draw that line. And he may get all put out of shape about it. But ultimately, you love him and he knows that and he gets over it real quick. Because he's growing up into his energy and you're guiding and helping him and raising him to be able to be a manager of himself. And you can you can talk reason with a type 4. If you can explain it in a manner of reason, they usually line right up. Go, okay, I get it. You really love me. Here's You tell him the bigger picture. And he's like, okay. So my my answer is follow your intuition and trust it. Just like I said about Anne, grow your self-assurance. Okay. Thank you so much. I really I really appreciate all of your wisdom that you are sharing with everyone and I'm really looking forward to your book. Your your uh, you. radio shows are amazing and all your other books too. I just appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you and I appreciate you for being such a great mom. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. I'm going to take the, um, I'll be off next week in summer. I tend to go have a cup only be airing live twice a month. Next week is a holiday in Utah. It's um, Pioneer Day, which July 24th, so I'm going to give myself the holiday. So listen to a recording. Tune in to one of the fabulous shows in the archive. There's so much fabulous, fabulous content and information. I hope you're having a great summer. Thank you so much for being the amazing parent that you are. For more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, Go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, Email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show.